Good morning, everybody. This is Radio Maria live from Cambridge and Bradford. This morning we are joined by Brother Samuel Thomas, CFR of the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. Good morning, Brother Samuel. Hey, good morning, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for coming on the radio to talk to our listeners today. Uh, Brother Samuel is here to talk about the passion of Jesus in the lives of the saints. And he is based at the uh, Bradford Friary, St. Pio's Franciscan Friary, where we've had other speakers. Um, Brother John Bosco, Father Christopher, the servant. Is Father Christopher still the servant there? Yes, yes, he is. Yep. Uh, for those not familiar with the Franciscan friar lingo, the servant is uh, the prior, the one who serves them all. Um, and tell us a little bit about yourself as you're new to Radio Maria. Um, you're, are you from the States? I think yes. you're from the States. Yes, you can tell by the accent. <laughs> Where, um, whereabouts are you from? <laughs> so I'm from a small village outside of Chicago, a town called Manhattan, Illinois, which is funny because... I moved from Manhattan, Illinois, to the big city, Manhattan, New York, to join the Friars. Amazing. And, yeah. And, <laughs> so, and how long have you been with the Friars? Yeah. So I've been a Friar now, what, like five years now. Okay. Um, so yeah, I joined in 2018 um, on September 8th, the feast of Our Lady's birthday. And uh, yeah, just been loving it. It's, it's a real joy to be a Friar and to you know, give my life to Christ. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. And how long have you been in Bradford? Yeah, so I've been in Bradford for six months now. Uh -huh. um, it's pretty new. I moved here on September 15th, <laughs> the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like Our Lady's got, got a hand in your life. Yeah. And um, uh, I have to ask the question, how, how do you find the weather in, in Britain and in Bradford? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's sunny one minute and it's rainy the next. So whenever it's sunny, I make sure I get outside to go on a walk or a run. And, yeah, that's yeah. Britain. Four seasons <laughs> in one day. That's right. <laughs> but uh, today you're here to talk to us about, um, as I said, the passion of Jesus in the lives mm -hmm. of the saints. And yes. It's a very Franciscan topic, uh, the passion. And so we're very much looking forward to um, hearing what you have to say. So thank you so much and over to you. Yes. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. Yeah. Why don't we join or you, if you could join me in a prayer. Um, those who are listening, uh, just ask the Holy Spirit to come down and to open our hearts to uh, consider all that he wants to share with us uh, during this hour. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Abba, Father. Lord, you're welcome here. We, we give you thanks and praise for giving us our lives, giving us uh, this opportunity to uh, pause uh, from our busy lives to consider your great love to consider the love that you showed uh, in your passion, uh, especially in your death upon the cross. Lord Jesus, give each of us a grace to truly be filled with awe and wonder uh, at the love that you've shown us through your death upon the cross. We thank you, Jesus. We ask that you would surround us with your protection, with your holy angels, that your mother would wrap us in her mantle of love and that we would truly become uh, the men and women you've called us to be, the saints that you've called us to be. We thank you and we pray this all in the name of Jesus, 
our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah, great. So, yeah, so uh, like I said, my name is Brother Samuel uh, from uh, Illinois, small town Manhattan. And uh, as I was thinking uh, about today, praying about it, uh, I was just uh, reminded of growing up uh, in, uh, yeah, the small town. Uh, I'm the oldest of eight kids. And uh, yeah, we were a pretty religious family. Uh, we were, yeah, my mom homeschooled us and uh, just really kind of imbued the faith in us. Um, uh, my dad was a good example as well of the faith. Uh, and just uh, one of those moments of devotion, how it was expressed was each Good Friday, we would uh, reenact the passion um, each of us played a part. Um, my sisters played Mary and uh, Mary Magdalene and the weeping women. And, um, I usually played Jesus uh, since I'm the oldest, uh, and we would just, yeah, we would build a cross and we'd, uh, reenact the, the passion, uh, just, uh, in a play form. And sometimes we get our cousins to join. And, uh, I just, yeah, I remember just with great fondness and, and, uh, those moments where, um, through just the acting it out, I was really brought close to Christ, I think. And that really formed my heart and uh, a devotion to him, um, into his passion. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's just, a, it's just a sign really of the Lord's great um, desire to share himself with me from an early age. And uh, the passion has just been a very uh, central part of Christianity um, from the very beginning. Um, we're reminded that, uh, yeah, the saints really made that a focus of their of their prayer, um, especially in the Western Church. Um, the consideration of Jesus crucified, um, the consideration of Him hanging on the cross, and yeah, I just I'm reminded of Paul's words um, in Romans five eight, where he says, uh, "But God shows His love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us." Um, yeah, those words struck me. Uh, at an early age when I was, um, yeah, acting this out, uh, at the age of 11, um, uh, yeah, playing Jesus and realizing that my sins, uh, crucified him. Um, but it, ironically, it was never, um, a guilty feeling in the sense of shaming. Um, it was really, uh, a sense of love for Christ for me personally, and it really penetrated my heart. Um, and so I'm just really excited to share this with you today. Um, uh, the love that Jesus has for you um, through his passion. So many times we hear the words, oh, I love you, um, or uh, this is real love uh, in our songs, in our culture, in our media. Um, but in Christianity, we see it expressed most clearly uh, in the crucified, uh, in Jesus uh, hanging on the cross. And what a gift we have as Christians to know that we are infinitely loved, uh, that there's nothing that can separate us from the love of Christ. Um, all of us have different struggles in life. Um, some of those are sorrows, sicknesses, uh, illnesses, uh, family members who are estranged. But to know that Jesus carried this, each of these experiences that we have in our hearts to the cross um, is a real gift. It can be a real point of intimacy with him in his passion. And so I just want to go briefly um, 
over these central moments of his passion. Um, we consider the, the beginning of the passion and the agony in the garden um, where Jesus prayed in the garden, uh, knowing that he was about to suffer so intensely uh, for us. Um, this fear, this human uh, experience of trepidation and fear um, that he had in his human nature, you know, caused him to cry out, you know, Abba, Father, all things are possible to you. Remove this chalice from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Um, yeah, how many of us can pray that right now? Um, Lord, I don't like what's going on right now in our world, in my family, even in myself. I don't, I don't like this experience, but not my will, your will be done. I believe, Father, that you're with me. I believe, Holy Spirit, that you're giving me the grace I need. And so Christ goes forward. He's, you know, he's arrested. He's brought before Caiaphas. Uh, he's brought before Pilate and before uh, Herod. And he's utterly humble and hu uh, humiliated. Uh, but yet he bears this all with a serenity, uh, with a confidence in his father. <clears throat> then we go to the scourging where his, his clothing is stripped from his body. Um, and he is, uh, He's whipped, he's scourged. Um, yeah, and just, just take a moment to think that as the, the scourging was um, tearing his flesh from his body, uh, he was thinking of you. He was bearing your, uh, your wounds, those moments where you felt like life has, has scourged you, has torn away your dignity, um, has... Uh, robbed you of the joy that you once had, the peace you once had. And he bore that. He, by his wounds, we are healed, it says. Uh, and then onto the crowning with thorns, uh, where he is surrounded by uh, the soldiers who are mocking him and, and, uh, and, der and deriding him. And yet he humbly, I picture him when I pray, he humbly looks, looks at each of them um, into their eyes and, and, those eyes speak not hatred, not, um, yeah, but love. Once again, silent love in the face of persecution. And then he's given the cross. He's in, Jesus is entrusted with the huge beam of wood uh, to, to carry to Calvary. Uh, and once again, uh, we, we consider what he, he told us uh, as he was preaching before his passion, uh, Come to me, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. When we carry the cross with Jesus, uh, in a sense, it's made lighter. It's not the separating um, experience that many people have, um, an isolating experience where we carry our cross. <laughs> it becomes one of love. It becomes one of unity with Christ. And then on to the crucifixion, um, where he's crucified on, on Mount Calvary, and he's uh, shown before the eyes of the world, uh, naked, hanging on the cross, bleeding. Uh, and he calls out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Many of us um, have family members who feel like there is, how, if, there, if there is a God, how, how could he allow suffering? Um, yeah, like, I don't believe in him. 
um, if this is the God that you believe in speaking to us who have faith, we can bring those moments, those people, those loved ones that we have in our hearts to that moment where Christ cried out um, on Calvary. And then once again, uh, where he looks down upon his mother and says, woman, behold your son. We can experience that care that he has for us standing on Calvary, uh, entrusting us to his mother. And so Mary is uh, truly uh, the saint par excellence. Um, she shows us what it's like to contemplate the passion, um, to uh, encounter Jesus, to be with him, to go through the passion with him, um, and to allow her immaculate heart, which was all pure, which was all immaculate, to be formed, to be fashioned by that. And so in considering this and considering uh, just the passion, the suffering of Jesus, um, we see uh, how this has marked the church, how it has really um, formed and fashioned saints, molded saints uh, throughout history. Um, many of the saints would say later on, especially the Franciscan saints, um, who often only had a, a copy of the Gospels uh, or, a, uh, or their, their rule um, in no other books, they would say, uh, the cross is my book. Contemplating the crucified is what is my daily um, meditation, my daily um, uh, nourishment in my spiritual life. Um, and they became saints. They became great saints by just simply praying before the crucifix, looking at uh, the wounded uh, Christ hanging on the cross, considering the blood and water gushing forth from his heart through his sacred side that was pierced for us. And uh, yeah, I'm once again, I'm, I'm reminded uh, when I was 14, um, my mom got me this uh, beautiful uh, image of the crucifix, um, which was, uh, it was Jesus wasn't dead. Uh, he was he was still uh, alive and looking up. And I loved that image um, because for me it reminded me of Christ looking up to the Father and speaking to the Father in the midst of His suffering. And as I prayed before that, as I um, considered to continue to contemplate that, uh, yeah, I was I was reminded that in our sufferings in our weaknesses and the pains of, of life, we must be in constant communication with God. Uh, we have to constantly seek his face, it says in the Psalms. Um, and sometimes uh, he's, the Lord can seem removed. He can seem quiet, um, but he's there. Uh, and Christ shows us that even when things are dry, even when we feel like, um, yeah, even when you feel like, you're alone and abandoned. Christ is gazing down upon you. Um, and you need simply just to look up, to look up to him. Um, the image also had tears, like these glass eyes that had uh, tears coming down. Uh, and it was just a really beautiful, uh, beautiful um, gift for me to contemplate daily. Um, and that's my encouragement to you. Um, to in, invest in a, a crucifix, um, to invest in 
um, an image of Christ suffering and his passion that moves you. Um, often we can see these images of Jesus that are very um, artistic and, and beautiful in one sense, um, but they don't quite capture the, the suffering. They don't quite capture the, uh, the depth uh, of love that he expresses in his passion. And so, yeah, that's just an encouragement to you is um, you can pray, you can experience a deeper uh, union with Christ by uh, filling your heart with beauty, um, especially the beauty of his sacrificial love in the passion. Thank and you it, so much, Brother Samuel. Should we have a music break now? Yeah, so, um, yeah. Let's listen to your first song, Jesus, What a Saviour.
What a Saviour from House Fires. This is Word of Life live on Radio Maria and we are with Brother Samuel Thomas, CFR from the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal in Bradford. Back over to you, Brother Samuel. Thank you, Elizabeth. Great. So we were just speaking about uh, the passion and uh, about, um, yeah, the consideration of Jesus and his, his suffering and um, now I kind of want to move over to uh, how this expressed itself in the lives of the saints. Um, we see many uh, saints throughout history. Uh, uh, they would contemplate the passion. They would uh, pray before the crucifix, pray before uh, images of Jesus suffering. And uh, it really captured the imagination and the, the heart of the people um, of that time, especially those who um, weren't learned, who, who couldn't read and write. Uh, the images really were instrumental uh, in their prayer. Um, the first saint I want to consider is uh, um, my own very uh, holy father, St. Francis. Uh, what, a, what a man, what a, an example of someone who was totally captivated by the love of Christ, um, by the love of Jesus Christ expressed on the cross, uh, crucified. It's said that Francis, uh, whenever... Um, he meditated on the passion. He was brought to tears um, at the, even the mere mention of the name of Jesus. Um, his heart was stirred. His, 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 his mind was, was turned to heavenly things. Um, yeah. And we see uh, his almost converting moment, his moment where he, he was truly uh, led on by Christ um, praying in a small broken down church of San Damiano and before the crucified and, and, uh, the cross speaking to Francis and saying, Francis, rebuild my church because as you see, it is falling into ruin. Um, in this moment, I think it truly impacted the rest of his life uh, to the point where he would, he would spend uh, at least 280 days of the year uh, in silent prayer in the mountains, contemplating Christ's passion um, and in being brought to tears, weeping over the love, uh, as he said, love that is not loved. Um, he was just so moved and captivated by Christ um, that uh, in the year 1224, um, when he was um, spending one of his, uh, what he called his Lents, his Lent in honor of St. Michael uh, on uh, Mount Alverna in Italy, he was uh, given the stigmata, which uh, is the wounds of Christ, the five wounds in the hand, the hands, the side and the feet. And he was, he was marked. He was for the world to see um, Jesus reprinted in his body. And yes, Francis was, was an example to people uh, of the love of Jesus, um, in, even in his own flesh. Another popular saint uh, is uh, one that people are very familiar with, probably uh, St. Padre Pio, um, more of a modern-day saint, also a, a Franciscan, um, but the first priest to have the stigmata, um, the wounds of Jesus in his feet, in his hands, in his side. Um, they said when he would celebrate Mass, people were transported back to Calvary. Um, the Mass is the the the, rep, the representation of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And when Padre Pio celebrated the Mass, um, people saw Jesus in him. When he elevated the host, when he elevated the chalice, um, his st stigmatized hands were exposed before the world to see 
And he was, yeah, he was just an inspiration to people to draw closer to Jesus. Um, another saint uh, who's not as well known, uh, she's blessed uh, from uh, Portugal, Blessed Alessandrina de Costa, um, born in 1900 and, and died in 1955. Um, she was, uh, um, did not have the stigmata, but she would uh, mystically go through the passion. Um, it, she would go through the scourging, through the carrying of the cross and the crucifixion. Um, even though she was paralyzed, um, she would she would get up and go through this. And Jesus asked her to offer this suffering up for sins, especially for the sins that were um, happening in the war. Uh, this was during World War II. Um, he asked her to, to make atonement. Um, and she specifically offered her prayers, offered her sufferings for the youth. Um, we see so many young people being drawn away from the Lord, being drawn away from his mercy, from his love. And she offered her sufferings up for them. Um, also, she lived solely on the Eucharist for 13 years. Um, scientists uh, examined her, studied her, put her in a 40 days isolation in a hospital to see if this was real, if this was legit. Um, and it was, yeah, it was proven true. Um, so yeah, three of these saints um, that show us um, that they were utterly marked by Jesus, utterly marked by the passion, um, and they were made saints. They were formed into the, the holy men and women that Christ calls us to be um, in life. And uh, there are many others um, I could mention, many other saints, St. Gemma Galgani, um, St. Clara Manifalco, St. Veronica, um, who uh, miraculously, they also had the stigmata, uh, the, the wounds of Christ. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just our, our faith is full of saints uh, who had this. And, and not all had, you know, the stigmata or uh, the wounds of Jesus but there were many who also just simply daily prayed, daily considered the sufferings of Jesus um, and who would preach. Um, many of our Franciscan saints um, yeah, in our heritage as friends, in my friend, heritage as Franciscan um, would simply uh, bring a crucifix whenever they would preach uh, in the town squares and, and just speak of the love of Jesus to the people um, would lead them in carrying of the cross through the town and uh, reenact the stations um, with them and just, yeah, simply uh, call them that this is, um, this is the remedy for sin. This is the healing balm that heals the wounds of our sins um, through the cross, through the consideration of the passion. Um, and so, yeah, I want to now share another of my uh, favorite songs by one of my brothers in the community. I'm a part of the Franciscan Friars. Uh, Brother Isaiah, now Father Isaiah, um, and this song is called uh, Tender Remedy. Um, it's just a beautiful song uh, on how the Lord's uh, love is what heals our, our wounds. So I'm going to uh, leave you to listen to that now. You set me free. Savior, heal 
from brother now father Isaiah and you'll be pleased to know brother Samuel that we do have some of brother Isaiah's music on our system and do play it so back over to you uh, the passion and the saints yeah thank you um, so yeah so we talked about some of the the saints who experienced um, the passion very close to home um, through uh, yeah through bearing the stigmata even in their bodies uh, the wounds of Jesus um, but now I just want to speak to you about um, well, yeah, well, this is cool for, for them, but what about me? Like, <laughs> I, I don't want the stigmata one, but then too, like, 
I'm like, maybe I'm a simple, um, you know, house mom, you know, or, uh, I'm living at home. Um, I don't have a job. I'm, or, um, you know, I have a job and I don't have like hours to pray, you know, uh, like them. Well, what I just encourage you to, uh, to consider is, is there some prayer, um, that is connected to the passion, um, that you feel drawn towards? Um, is there something that moves your heart, um, and uh, I have a few that I would just like to share that have helped me. Um, the first is, um, like I said, to have a crucifix uh, or an image of Jesus in his passion that moves you, um, that touches your heart, that arouses devotion. Um, the second thing is um, to look at the Gospels, to read through um, the Word of God. Um, we hear it on Good Friday. Um, one of the synoptic gospels, one of the um, gospels where we, they uh, speak of the passion of Jesus. But to actually read that on your own, uh, maybe take a half hour um, one day just to go through one of them. Um, Mark, the gospel of Mark is especially short. Um, another uh, thing I would recommend is the, the book, The Dolorous Passion. Um, it's the visions of Blessed Anne Catherine Emmerich um, that were the source um, for the Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion of the Christ. Um, it was visions that she experienced of Jesus's passion um, and death. And she herself also experienced the stigmata as well. Yeah, just a, a great, a great example um, of Jesus's sufferings in that. Uh, and then the other one is um, the Stations of the Cross. Um, most churches have them, um, but to go, uh, yeah, to stop and take a one Friday to um, to go through the stations, to consider that. Um, St. Francis, whenever uh, he was going to a diff different churches, he would tell his brothers to pray the prayer, we adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Um, and that is the prayer now that is traditionally uh, used at, uh, during the stations of the cross, um, the praying of the stations. Uh, the other thing I would recommend is the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Um, the chaplet is uh, a powerful prayer that Jesus gave to St. Faustina, um, uh, a saint of the um, 1900s. Uh, she died in 1938, I believe. Um, yeah, she had visions of Jesus, and he said, um, yeah, to console him truly, uh, to consider his passion, especially during the three o'clock hour. Um, he said that you gain more merit by one hour of meditation on my passion than if you um, uh, flogged yourself uh, for a whole year, um, did the discipline, which is a traditional um, uh, practice uh, in some religious communities. Um, yeah, just the fact that Jesus's passion is so valuable, is so meritorious um, and, uh, and gaining us grace. Um, so yeah, so that's another powerful um, prayer that I, I love to pray, uh, that I love to consider. Uh, and then the other one is um, meditation on the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. Um, yeah, with Mary, uh, walking in the footsteps of Jesus uh, during his passion, um, considering, uh, as, uh, as we said earlier, um, that she was with him every step of the way um, during his passion, during his uh, uh, carrying of the cross, during his crucifixion. Um, to ask Our Lady to give us a true devotion to Jesus, her Son, uh, who uh, showed us so such a great love. Um, 
Yeah. And I just, I guess the closing, uh, as we end this time together, as we, um, um, yeah, move on with uh, our Lenten practices, um, first of all, not to be um, discouraged um, by what's going on in the world, by what's going on in our lives, uh, but to turn to Jesus, to turn to him in his passion, um, in his suffering, to unite our sufferings with him. Um, St. Paul says in uh, Galatians, his letter to the Galatians, um, I live by faith uh, in the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. Um, to live by faith, to live by the faith that no matter how bad life gets, no matter how bad our lives uh, seem to be going, um, that Christ has loved me and he gave his life for me and he continues to give his life for me um, as he comes to us in the Eucharist, as he comes to us uh, daily um, through his word, through the reading of scripture, um, as he gives us his Holy Spirit day by day um, to take heart to take comfort in that, not to be discouraged, not to, to give up, throw up our hands and think it is all, all is lost. Um, and just to know that um, if we ever doubt our love for Christ, um, at least I know I, I, sometimes I'm tempted to do, to know that uh, we can never, we ne we'd never have to doubt his love for us. Um, this says no greater love than a man lay down his life for his friends, um, to know that Jesus has shown us the greatest love and laying down his life for us um, and to show us that this is how we know what love is, that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. He says in first John three sixteen. Um, so yeah, um, I, that's my encouragement to you as you go through your day, as you go through uh, the rest of this Lent into Holy week, that you would truly make the passion um, a focus of your heart, focus of your life, um, that you would experience the closeness of Jesus, the riches that are contained in his passion, and that you would uh, truly um, be formed and shaped and molded by him to become the saints that he's called you to be. Um, each one of you, uh, you are uh, called to be a saint, uh, and he's given you all the graces you need. Um, so to not be afraid, to not think that you have to do um, fantastic things, uh, but that you have to, like St. Therese would say, and Mother Teresa after her, that to do little things with great love. Um, so let's pray now and then to ask the Lord for that grace. You would join me in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, Jesus, we thank you. We ask you to pour out your Holy Spirit upon us, touch our lives with your love, and give us all the graces we need. Through Christ our Lord, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Brother Samuel, uh, for bringing us closer to Jesus today and as we enter this most holy time of the year. Mm -hmm.